his grim vision. I am the thin man in the black hat, here with two tales of fear and unease. There is solace in solitude. To be alone with your thoughts can be described by some as the closest thing to inner peace. What happens when this solitude is breached, violated, or desecrated? Let me tell you, dear listener, the man from the beach knows all about that. I've lived on this island for a long time. I moved here when I was seven, after my dad got poached by some new startup. You hear a lot about how kids are so sad about moving far away and having to start over. I didn't really mind. Living at the beach felt like I was always on vacation. The novelty never really wore off for me. I'd spend any spare moment at the oceanfront. Still do. I'd build sandcastles, dig for sand crabs, or sometimes I'd just sit and watch the water. The waves were so captivating. Still are, really, as hack as that may sound. I'll spend my lunch breaks in front of the water, khakis cuffed a bit, while sitting in the collapsible chair I keep in my trunk. This was a life I truly enjoyed. Last summer, though, things changed. I make an effort to get out to the water every day. It was a Sunday. My plan was to just enjoy the waves and figure out what to spend this month's audible credit on. It was overcast, but growing dark fast. Rain was in the forecast. I figured I'd just run to the car when it started to drizzle. I didn't really have a chance though. It was dry one moment, and suddenly the sky opened up. The downpour was heavy and the rain hit hard, almost beating on my head and shoulders. I shoved my phone in my pocket and folded up my chair as I began to sprint to the car. I stumbled on an uneven patch of sand and fell forward. My chair wedged into the sand and my chin cracked into the armrest. My teeth struck together hard. I lay for a moment, regaining composure and a headache quickly developing. When I saw it, I lifted my head and saw him in the distance. I squinted my eyes, trying to see past the rain. I could see a man's head sitting on the water. My heart sank into my stomach. I thought I had discovered a dead body or a severed head. This is when I noticed it was moving toward land moving in my direction at a steady rate. Soon, I could see his shoulders, his chest. He was wearing a white button-up shirt, sleeves rolled up. Soon I would see his waist, his hips. The man walked out of the waves, dressed in casual business wear and effortlessly walking through the riptide. He shook his head like a dog, shaking water from its fur. He looked down at his hands, then at me. I lay still, 
in shock. We studied each other for a moment. He slowly lifted a hand and waved. I nodded solemnly. We locked eyes and time seemed to stop. Suddenly, he began walking in my direction, moving at a quick, purposeful pace. I scrambled, trying to get up, but I found myself weighed down in the wet sand. He was close. I braced myself for whatever attack was about to occur. Would he drag me to sea? Rip me to pieces? The man walked past me. He reached the dunes and turned back. The rain was still pounding down. He appeared to be looking at me. He rolled his shoulders and walked out of sight. I quickly stood up and ran toward the dunes. I could see the man running into town, but I quickly lost sight of him. I didn't see the man from the beach for a long time. I tried to forget what I saw. It was an oddity, yes, but it could have just been a man caught in the storm during a swim. I would lay sleepless in bed for months afterward trying to convince myself to believe that thought. Months later, at the library, our paths crossed again. He saw me from across the room. I dropped the book I was holding. I fumbled trying to pick it up when I noticed he had a little girl with him. He leaned down, whispered something. She smiled, nodded, and walked away. The man from the beach walked toward me. I froze. My chest grew tight. My breathing became short and labored. He stood before me and smiled. I gripped my book and a hesitant greeting slipped through my lips. Hello. The man from the beach extended his hand for a shake. He held it for a moment, still smiling. My hands were locked tight around my book. His hand moved to my shoulder, and he grabbed it tight. A simple threat slipped through his optic white teeth. Consider the following a sort of mantra, something we humans must follow and accept when our spawn enters this bitter, sardonic existence. But dear listener, how do we cope 
with the unthinkable, loss or infection. When things are hard enough as they are, we call this tale fatherhood. Fatherhood isn't easy. No matter what you do, it feels like you're running from the inevitable. You carry your father's cross, inverted, slick with blood and spittle. You do everything you can to do things right. You do what you can to not be like him. It's harder than it sounds. Easy to say it, sure, but what happens when it's right in front of you? You spend months practicing in the hot summer sun. You're ready. You feel it, but come kick off at the opening game. You fucking shank it. And you see his head in his hands. And you see his seat empty 15 minutes later. And you hear dead silence when you get home that night. And you feel a drunken crack across the back of your head in the kitchen, unexpected. Way to go, faggot. Another one. And to think you're my son. Fatherhood isn't easy. You'll do it right this time. You said it yourself as soon as you could conjure up an independent thought. That won't be me. You mutter, picking yourself up off the ground, wincing as the aluminum storm door claps hard against the frame behind you. Not me. You weren't really planning on fatherhood yourself, to be honest. But these things happen. You couldn't be happier, truth be told. Nine months is just nine seconds, and suddenly they're in your arms, helpless. You can't imagine laying a hand on them. How could you? It's cruel. Years move by like minutes, and they're nine years old. You did everything you could. You did anything to be different. You were. Nine years in, and you can see it in their eyes, hear it in their voice. That will be me. You're a hero. You triumphed over evil. That cross sure is heavy, though. Fatherhood isn't easy, but what of it? So what? It's not you. It's not going to be. There are more important things at hand. Times are changing. Quick, too. You gonna keep up? You don't really have a choice these days. No one gets a lot of those. A choice. It happens fast. It's touch and go, and if you can't keep up, you're fucked. I guess that's what got me. They said it was serious, but it wouldn't happen to me. I knew I was sick, but it wouldn't happen again. It was supposed to stop with me. I wasn't going to hand off another heavy burden to carry. Something to linger and haunt and infect for a lifetime. No. No, I didn't have to. Fatherhood isn't easy. You say it'll be different this time. When it's in front of you, though, it's different. When it's all you know, it's different. When you could say something but force yourself to keep your mouth shut, it's different. And when you could just shut them the fuck up with one crack across their face, it's different. And when they're just standing there, crying, afraid of you, it's different.
fatherhood isn't easy. It was different this time. And now it's too late, and you can't run away. And you have to be the man. And you have to do something. And you'll always be sick. And now they're sick. And you didn't have to do anything. Fatherhood isn't easy. TV says it's happening everywhere. Can't escape it anymore. It can happen in any home. To anyone. It came. They're on the other side of that door. Crying. Banging on it now. What do you do? When they're crying. And hitting. And yelling. And biting. And growling. And tearing. When they can barely walk. And they can't speak. And they just growl. When you can't do it anymore. Fatherhood isn't easy. When you know you'll be worse than him. Fatherhood isn't easy. When the flesh is falling off the bone. And the teeth are gnashing. And the eyes are rolling back into the head. And it's lurching towards you. And the gun is in your hands. Fatherhood isn't easy. Thank you for suffering the vision. Tonight featured production and performances by Mike Banford, and stories by Jim Gulickson. Suffer the vision further by following us on Instagram at Grim Vision Podcast. If tonight left you cold and shaken, consider donating to our Patreon for exclusive content and assorted ephemera. It's patreon.com slash grimvisionpodcast. The meek, the uninitiated, and general well-wishers may contact us at grimvisionpodcast at gmail.com. This has been Grim Vision. I am the thin man in the black hat. And I'll be seeing you again.